Why were these people kept from recognizing Jesus? Because of unbelief. And this unbelief came out of the fact that they had not been taught right. Although Jesus gave them the right word. But as we can see from the scripture, that this word did not sink. The words that Jesus gave them, the teachings that Jesus gave them, did not sink into their heart. They did not understand it. Because of the wrong teaching they had heard from the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And so they did not believe right. And because they did not believe right, the glory of the Lord was kept from them. Because the scripture says in the verse 15, Luke 24, the verse 15, that as they talked and discussed these things with each other about Jesus and the fact that he, he's, the, the Mary Magdalene came to say that he's resurrected. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. And this is what happens when the word of God, you receive the word of God from a carnal perspective. The word is a spirit. And it is, it is only through the lens of the spirit that the word of God can make sense. You know, when you read the scriptures, it is only through the lens of the spirit that it can make sense. So what I normally do, even before I read the scriptures, is that I pray and I say, Father, bring me into the understanding of your word. Because no man can understand the word of God unless God enables them. It is only by the power of the spirit that you can understand the word. This is what Jesus said in John 14, that when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will bring you into all the truth. The Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we will come into the fullness of the truth about the gospel of Christ. And so without the spirit, the word of God doesn't make sense at all. It would not make sense to you. And so I always encourage people that ask for the Holy Spirit to bring you into understanding of the scriptures. And when you come into understanding of the scriptures, it comes with power because the word itself is anointed. And it comes with power because faith comes with power because faith comes by the word of God. And so this is what the Apostle Paul was te teaching the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 6. He said, put on the full armor of God. So put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. And he said, now pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. And I am fully convinced of this, that the most people pray and prayer is good. But prayer that is not based on the word of God, you're wasting your time. Jesus himself said that if you remain in me and my words, which is the scriptures, the word of God remains in you, then ask whatever you wish. Why did Jesus give us that? That, that, that word. Why did he teach us that way? Because he knows that when you ask contrary to the will of God, you are not going to get anything. And so first John tells us that this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Then if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have, not we're going to have. We have what we've asked of him. Why? Because when you have the word, the word brings faith. When you ask in accordance with the word of God, you're asking in faith and faith says, faith is a present and faith says you have it because faith has evidence. Faith will produce evidence. The word of God produces evidence in your heart. And this is why it's so important to listen to the right teachings. It's about the Bible, but the Bible says they were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus asked them, they didn't know it was Jesus. The verse 17, he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? 
They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth. So here, they began to give a testimony about Jesus. They began to give a testimony about Jesus. And you, you, when you read the text, you, understand, you, you realize that the testimony about Jesus that they were given, sound, it sounded right. But it was not the right understanding. They were speak, the things they were speaking sound right. They, they, it was right. But they did not have the correct understanding of the purpose of Christ. And so let's listen. Is it about Jesus of Nazareth? They replied, he was a prophet, which is true. Powerful in word and deed before God and all the people, which is true. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him, which is true. But we had hoped, this is why the understanding was corrupted. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. So the redemption of Israel they are thinking about was a physical redemption because at that time, Israel was under um, slavery or under captivity by the Romans. The Romans ruled them. And so they were hoping that Jesus was going to restore the physical kingdom of Israel. But what Jesus came to do was not something physical. It was a spiritual because God is a spirit. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of the spirit. But does it mean that it only God, God restores us only spiritually and not physically? No. God is a spirit. But we live in the natural. And because we have the spirit of God in us, we, by the power, the authority that we have gained from the spirit of God, by the word of God, we can cause things into being in this planet, here on earth. And so Jesus came to give the authority back to us. But they said we had hoped, you see, and, and I, I have here in my scriptures, I underline, uh, uh, we had hoped that. Uh, and I underline that because an understanding, an understanding came to me that a lot of Christians live in hope. Hope is not bad. Hope is good. There is, as we discussed last week, that there is uh, hope in faith. The scripture says in Hebrews 11 verse 1 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so there is hope in faith. But the scripture does not say that we should live by hope. The scripture is very clear. The just shall live by faith. You read 2 Corinthians 3 verse, uh, the, uh, 2 uh, Corinthians 5 verse 7. He said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And so everything has to be done by faith. And so this is why we're, we're discussing this subject of faith. Because everything that we do in this new covenant as believers is by faith. This is why it doesn't make sense. Because faith is not something that you can see. Faith is a conviction in the heart. And the heart of man is not something that you can see. It's only God who can know the heart of any man. But the word, the word of God produces, is supposed to produce a conviction in your heart. But these people here, even though they had some truth about the word, they did not believe right. And because they did not believe right, because of the lack of understanding, the right understanding of the word, they stayed in hope. They didn't even have faith because the scripture says in the verse 21, but we had hoped that he was the one who was, who was going to redeem Israel. Because they were thinking from a natural perspective. 
And that is what happens. When we begin to understand or evaluate the word of God from a natural lens, what you have is dependence on the physical. And you can you will stay in hope because you have some truth of the word, because you have some some truth of the word of God, and that truth of the word of God, the knowledge that you have produces that kind of hope in you. So the Apostle Paul says, hope does not put us to shame because the love of God has been poured into our heart. This is why there is hope in faith. But once you stay in the hope, if you stay in hope without transitioning from hope to faith, what happens is that then you begin to walk in unbelief. Because hope says, and let's look at the definition of hope, of hope. Let's look at the definition of hope. This, this is the definition of hope. I want to share with you the definition of hope. For you to know that hope, if you look at the dictionary definition of, of, of hope, this is Oxford, Oxford Dictionary. Is it a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen? So you're expecting something to happen, you know, and then you come to the verb form of it. So that's the noun form of it. The verb form of it is that you want, when you want something to happen, when you want something to happen, you see, wanting something to happen doesn't mean that that thing will happen. So that is hope. Hope is anticipating that something would happen. But the scripture said we should not live by that feeling that something will happen. You see, it is good to have that because faith starts with that. Faith starts with you anticipating that something will happen. But then when you believe the word of God in alignment with what you're hoping for, then you transition from hope to faith. Because the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you would have the substance of what you're hoping for that is based. And that substance of what you're hoping for can only become real when it is in alignment with the word of God. When it is in alignment with the word of God, that is the only way that what you're hoping for can become real. Which means that now you have come into confidence. Because the word of God says it. This is what Jesus said. Not even a single letter out of this world will not be fulfilled. As long as heaven and earth remains, every word will be fulfilled. And so once you know that the word of God is true and the word of God will be fulfilled. And so when, when what you are hoping for is in alignment with the word. The scripture says when you believe the word, you transition from hope to faith. And so the second definition, the second part of the definition of faith says this, the evidence of things not seen. He said, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so you hope for something when you align what you're hoping for with the word of God, it should, and you believe the word, it should produce evidence in your heart. Once you have the evidence of the word of God in alignment with what you're hoping for in your heart, then you have readiness of faith. That is faith. But what happens is that a lot of Christians start with a hope. The hope is the most common thing you find among Christians. The hope that God will do something for them. Hope is good. But a lot of them don't transition out of that hope. 
to faith. Why? Because they don't know the word of God. Because faith does not come from anything else except the word of God. And so that's what the scripture says in Romans 10 verse 17. That faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the moment you believe the word of God, then you transition from that hope to faith. And so what we can see here in Luke 24, that these two disciples had heard some truth about the word. But because they did not really believe the word, they did not have the right understanding of the word. They said, but we had hoped. They stayed in hope. We had hoped. And so when you stay in hope, what happens is that when the thing that you're hoping for begins to delay, what you're hoping for is not manifesting the way you understand it, you begin to see that you, you don't you, you begin to fall into a lot of you begin to fall into unbelief. And so they said, but we had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. It is the third day, which means that they heard the word that on the third day, something should happen. You know, on the third day, something should happen. But because their understanding of the word was based on the flesh, they did not understand the word right. And so they stayed in hope. And because they stayed in hope, the Bible says the spirit of law kept them from recognizing the glory of God. Why? Because with unbelief. You can never see the glory of the Lord. And we're going to see that Jesus resurrected in a glorified state. This is why the scripture tells us that not everyone, when Jesus resurrected, not everyone saw Jesus. Ask yourself why. When he was being crucified, everyone saw him. Everyone saw him being nailed to the cross because he died for all. Until you have experienced Glory to God. Until you have experienced something that was fulfilled through Christ, you cannot begin to walk in the light of it. Everyone saw that he was being crucified because he died for all. But not everyone saw him resurrecting. Why? Because the resurrection belongs to those who believe. He died for all. But then when you believe that, then you transition from that into that of the spirit because it is through the resurrection that the spirit came. And so the resurrection was only experienced by those who believe because he resurrected in glory. The resurrection brings glory. And this glory come by the spirit. And so when Jesus resurrected, not everyone saw him because he was in a glorified state. And so you read the scriptures, it is full of this. He said when he resurrected, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene. And later on, he reappeared to a couple of the disciples, the believers. Why? Because they believed in him. So with unbelief, you can never see the glory of the Lord. This is why it is so important. This is why we're not seeing the glory of the Lord within the Christian community, within believers. Because we do not know the word. We do not know the word. And we do not believe right. Some of us have not been taught right. And so they stayed in hope. They said we had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. And I, and I believe the spirit of the Lord is leading me through a specific direction here. And I'm going to stay on track with this direction. Uh, it's more, it is third day since all this took place. The verse 22, in addition, 
some of some of, of, of our women amazed us. Some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning. So you see, they're now beginning to give testimony about what they have heard. You see, some of our women amazed that they went to the tomb early this morning, but they did not, they didn't find his body. They didn't find his body. They were looking for a physical evidence in order to believe the word. And this is what happens. When you stay in hope, you begin to depend on the physical or the natural in order to believe the word of God. This is a sign that you don't have faith. As a lot of Christians have hope and they think they have faith. Hope causes you to depend on the physical. It is good to start with the hope in anticipation. But if you don't transition from that hope to faith by believing the word of God, what happens is that you begin to depend on the physical in order to believe. And when you depend on the physical to, in order to believe the word of God, you are acting Contrary to the word of God. And so therefore, you will not receive, you will not see the glory of the Lord. Because the scripture says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Walking by sight is walking by the fact that what you see is what you believe. And that is how the world behaves. The world live in so much in the natural. So the Apostle Paul says, they have killed all sensitivity and therefore they have given themselves over to sensuality. One of the things that you begin to realize is that once you move away from the language of the spirit, once you move away from the word of God, what you begin to realize is that now you begin to live based on your senses. Sensuality. And if you live based on the senses, God is not a sense. God is not a, a, a feeling. God is a spirit. It is only through the lens of the spirit that the things of the spirit can make sense. And so that is a sign. If you're beginning to live by how you feel, that is a sign that you're not living by the word of God. Because the Bible says the judge shall live by faith. Faith is of the heart. Faith is not of the mind. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a conviction in the heart born out of the word of God. And so this is the scriptures. Is that in addition to all of the, the women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. So, so the people who depend on hope, even if you come to tell them the word of God, what others have experienced, they don't believe it. And so Thomas, who, when, when Jesus appeared to them, and Thomas was not there the first time, the second, and they told him that the Lord, we, we had seen the Lord. He had several people telling him evidence. The Lord appeared the second time when Thomas was there, and he said, because you have seen me, you believe. But listen to what Jesus said. He said, blessed is the one who had not seen and yet believes. Why? Because the one who does not see but yet believe is the one who is living in faith. Because faith is not something you can see. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't see it, but you have a conviction. You have an evidence of it in your heart. That is faith. And how can you have an evidence of something that you cannot see? The only way that you can have an evidence of something you cannot see is when that thing is in your heart. And what we're saying is that until you have the evidence of the word of God in your heart, you do not have readiness of faith. Glory to God. 
is that they came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. The verse 24, then some of our companions, so these people had several evidence of people telling them that they had seen the Lord, that the Lord has resurrected. But because they relied on hope, because they did not have the right understanding, they did not believe. He said, then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see Jesus. That is the evidence that whenever you depend on the physical, whenever you depend on hope, you're always looking to see the physical manifestation of the thing in order to believe. In order to know that you have it. And so the Bible says, for those people, even if the glory of the Lord is right next to them, the spirit of the Lord will keep them from recognizing it. And this is why I get so frustrated when I hear men of God trying to teach people that, oh, God is going to do this for you without really teaching them the word. Because people cannot have faith to receive the glory of the Lord until they have come into understanding, the right understanding, and have believed the word, and they have had evidence of the word of God in your heart. No matter how much you want, no matter how much hope you have, if you do not believe the word of God and come into the understanding and the conviction of the word in your heart, you will never see the glory of the Lord. The glory of the sometimes, I believe this is why a lot of blessings are delayed in Christians' life. Because we have the hope, but we do not know the word, nor believe the word. And so therefore, we are not able to transition from hope to faith. And so the scriptures is very clear that these people, because they depended on hope, the glory of the Lord was revealed right to them, but they were kept from recognizing it. And I believe that there are so many blessings that are right next to us, but because we are depending on hope, not faith, because we are not transitioning from hope to faith. And so the glory of the Lord is delayed. The glory of the Lord is kept from us. But let's see what changed the situation. Is that then some of our companions went to the tomb. I read this. I like to reread this so that it, it would register well. So that we can transition to the next verse. Is that then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But they did not see Jesus. And in verse 25, he said to them, how foolish you are. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus telling them that they are foolish. How foolish you are. And how slow, glory to God, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So which means that these people, they heard all the evidence, but they did not believe it. They did not believe that Jesus had to resurrect because that is not the understanding of the word they had. So they did not believe. And because they did not believe, this is why the glory of the Lord was kept away from them and i believe that a lot of blessings are delayed because of our unbelief he said to them how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken so jesus was not even telling them to depend on the physical evidence that people were bringing to them jesus was referring them to the scriptures the word of god here he said how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken, which means that Jesus expected them not just to believe the evidence that people who were with them were bringing them, but to believe the word of God, to believe what was written through the prophets. 
And this is the same thing that is happening today. That men are now depending on the words of men. Instead of what the word of God says. What Jesus is showing here is that we're not supposed to depend on the words of men. If I came telling you about something but it is not aligned with the word of God, reject it. Reject it. Because no word of man will be fulfilled. The Bible says Jesus, the Bible says he worked with the apostles and demonstrated and fulfilled his word. It is the word of God that is fulfilled. It is not the words of men. He said we worked with the apostles and fulfilled his word through the signs and wonders that followed your ministry. Whenever you, you align yourself with the word of God, this is when you begin to see the manifestation of the glory of God. Because the things of the spirit manifest supernaturally. Glory to God. And so he said how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And this is the revelation here. I want you to listen to the verse 6. Luke 24, the verse 26. He said, did not the Messiah, this is Jesus saying this. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Which means Jesus resurrected in a glorified state. This is why they could not see. This is why they were kept from seeing him. Because Jesus resurrected in glory and with unbelief, you can never see the glory of God. This is why Jesus told Martha in John 11, that did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So in order for you to experience the glory of God, you have to believe. What should you believe? The scripture said, what has been spoken through all the prophets. What has been spoken through the word. Not the words of men, but what the scripture say. That is what we're supposed to believe. And so, I know that I'm already there and I'm still because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That I continually encourage myself that no matter what this mind, because that there's a difference between our mind. You see, our minds have been trained a lot of the times by the environment that we lived in. We live in. And so we, we, we have a lot of knowledge of the word of the world more than the knowledge of God. But this is why the Bible says, do not conform. Romans 12 verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The more, and that renewal of the mind is with the word of God. Because we are being fed a lot of things of the world and the world does not live by the spirit. They live according to the flesh. And so Romans 8 says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And so because we are born of the spirit of god we're supposed to feed on the word of god so that our mind will be renewed in alignment with the spirit of god so that the contradiction that goes on that 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 contradiction that goes on whenever we hear the word of god will be taken away because whenever you believe and i believe the contradiction that was going on in the minds of these disciples was why they did not believe because they had heard a different word from the world. That Jesus would come and restore a physical kingdom. That was the word they heard. And the word Jesus gave them was that he will be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised to life. And so they were slow to believe that word. 
because of the original knowledge they had gained from the Pharisees. And that knowledge was not in alignment with the word of God. That knowledge was not in alignment with what the spirit of the Lord spoke through the Lord Jesus. And so Jesus said, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Until we renew our mind with the word of God. And move away from depending on the physical. Move away from depending on the senses. In order to believe the word of God. We will not see the glory of God. And so people will cry for many years. And still not see the glory of God. Because God is not a feeling. God is a spirit. And God acts by his word. And so John 1 the verse 3 says. There was nothing that was made without the word of God. There was nothing. God did not even create this world without his word. So you read throughout Genesis, and God said, he spoke his word. It is by the word of God. He spoke his word and acted on his word. If God, who is a spirit, made something to exist in the natural by his word, why are Christians trying to get things done by their own word, not the word of God? Hallelujah. And so... He said, did not the Messiah have to die? Did Messiah have to suffer these things? And then enter his glory. And then enter his glory. Hallelujah. And then the verse 27. And this is very important. This is, this is you see, the scripture, Luke 24, is filled with the demonstration of faith. How faith comes and what causes a lot of unbelief. And why we're not seeing the glory of God. It's filled with it. And the Spirit of the Lord bring me, brought me into this revelation. In verse 27, it said, And beginning with Moses, we know that the book of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all these were written um, uh, by Moses, the book of Moses, the five book of Moses. It said, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So you see, Jesus now showing here that the reason why these people did not see the glory of the Lord is because they did not believe. And two, he also shows here that Jesus, that Jesus resurrected in a glorified state. And with unbelief, you can never see his glory. And in verse 27, he's now telling us how this unbelief can be overcome. How then do you cure this unbelief? How then can you come to the point of faith? How can you come to the point of faith? Because you realize that when you read the scriptures, you realize that a lot of the things that people are saying is faith is not faith. Most of it is hope. Others is not even hope. And listen to this. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them, what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. You see what Jesus did? How to cure unbelief is not with prayer. How to cure unbelief is not the laying on of, of hands. How to cure unbelief is by the word of God. Teaching an explanation of the word of God. This is why we meet every Saturday. This is why we study the word of God. So that we will build our faith. 
And so that what we have been missing, whatever we, the glory of the Lord that has been kept away from us, we can come to the point of faith in order to see that glory. Because the scripture tells us in, 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 in 2 Peter 1 verse 3, is that God has given to us by his power, by his spirit, he has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness through our knowledge of him. Now let me read that to you quickly. 2 Peter 1, the verse 3. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me. He said, His divine power has given us everything we need. The NIV said for a godly life. But you read the New King James, he said, Everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. <laughs> You see, the knowledge of God brings you into that glory. And it is through that knowledge of God that you can come to the realization that God has given to us everything that we need that pertains to life. You can never come into it without knowledge of him. And how do you gain knowledge of him? By the word of God. By the word of God. This is what someone says. That blessed are they that meditate on the word. For they shall be like a tree planted by streams of water. That bear fruit in season. He said their leaves do not wither. And whatever they do will prosper. Oh, the person who feeds on the word of God. The person who believes the word of God is a dangerous person. Because whatever he speaks will come to pass. Because when he speaks, he's not speaking out of his own mind. He's speaking the words of eternal glory. He's speaking the spirit of God. He's speaking the word of God. Because John once said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And so when you speak the word of God, you speak Christ himself. The Bible says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He said we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only begotten who came from the father full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. And so I'm fully convinced of this. That if we can take the word of God. And I say this, if we can take the word of God in face value, what I mean by face value of the word is what the scripture says it is. It's what the spirit of the Lord, which has been given to us, the truth that he says it is. Because sometimes what I realize is that what the word of God manifests in our spirit may be contrary to the knowledge that we know of the world. Or what somebody says about the word of God. A lot of the times you, you see that believers talk about what people say instead of what the word of God said. They talk about what some men of God said instead of what the word of God. So there is a lot of deception going on. That people are being deceived by these men who have their own ambition. And using the gospel for their own benefit. Instead of the truth of the gospel. But by so doing the scripture says that they have fulfilled scripture. Because the Bible says, woe unto them. They have taken the way of Cain. They have made profit into Balaam's error. That God will judge those people. Because they have perverted the gospel. But this gospel of God, this gospel about Christ is the true gospel. And when the true gospel comes, it comes with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Why? Because the word brings faith. And faith is that you have the evidence of the word in your heart. And what we learned last week, that faith, every faith comes with authority. And so Jesus began to teach them the word. 
if churches would only teach the word of God, if they would only teach the word of God, the true word, and instead of all these jargon, instead of all these modifications that has been added to the word, because everything, every example, everything that pertains to life is in this word. But the, the understanding, the revelation of it only comes by the spirit. And a lot of people are not ready, ready to wait because they do not wait on the Lord. And so the scripture says, John said, the friend, John 3, the friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for his voice. He said the bride belongs to the bridegroom, but the friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for his voice. And is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. In order for you to come into the revelation of God, if you've called to be, to be preaching, you have to wait on the Lord for the true gospel to be made known to you by revelation. When you have the revelation of the word, so the scripture says, John continued his teaching. He says that anyone who has been sent by God speaks the word of God. And so James also write that not many of us should become teachers. Because the word, in order for you to teach the word, it has to come to you by revelation. By revelation. Because if you're not careful, you will lead many astray. And you lead, you lead many into unbelief. And if you lead many into unbelief, what happens is that they will not see the glory of the Lord because they will not have readiness of faith. Faith only comes by the word of God, the true word, not adulterated word of God, but the true word of God. Because these days you hear many words and many of them, you read psychology books, there's the same thing the psychologists are saying. It's not the gospel, it's the knowledge of the world. But the true word <laughs> comes with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And so the person hears the word, they are set free. Because the Bible says, the entrance of his word giveth light. He said, the light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It is not for the true word of God to come to a person and the person will receive and believe the word for his life to be the same. No, 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 no. It is not possible. When the true word comes, it comes with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that you begin to see well, because you would have readiness of faith and the glory of the Lord will be revealed unto you. And so let's see what Jesus did here. So in verse 27 said, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. And so you hear, here there's a description by Luke. Jesus continued on, but they didn't know that it was Jesus. They thought it was just a man because of unbelief. But let's see what happened. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. The verse 29, but they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. And then the understanding that I gained as I studied this word, the verse 29, is that whenever you hear the true word born of the spirit of God, it, you are able to accept the things of the spirit. They invited Jesus in because of the teaching. Because now that the, the, the word had produced evidence in your heart. And as we read on, you're going, to, you're going to realize that the word of God had actually produced evidence in your heart. Where do we find this? Let's read on. 
But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. You see, they, they were able to invite Jesus in because of the teachings. So you see, what turns hearts around, what turns hearts around is not prayer. It's the word. The word of God. That is why we're supposed to pray with the word. Prayer is good. I'm not condemning prayer because the Bible says we should pray without season. But praying without the word of God is you wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Without the word, we're supposed to pray in accordance with the will of God. And the will of God is his word. His word is his will. That is why the scripture said there was nothing that was made without the word of God. How important and necessary it is to know the word of God. How important and necessary it is to feed on the word of God. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says they invited Jesus in. So he went in and stayed with them. And the verse 30, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. The verse 31, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. You see what happened there? When they had been taught right, when they heard a true word of God, the Bible says they were able to invite the word in. And when they invited the word in, their eyes were opened and they saw the glory. Why? Because of the teaching. Their eyes were not opened because the, 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 their eyes were not opened by prayer. Their eyes were not opened by their own understanding. The, their, their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. By the word of God. Jesus began to explain to them through the scriptures. Jesus could have just spoken his own words. He could have just spoken words. But he referred them to the scripture. Jesus taught by the word. And now preachers are trying to teach by their own understanding. Jesus, the Bible says, beginning from Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them. He taught them the scriptures. If Jesus taught the scriptures, who are we to teach our own words? If Jesus taught by the scriptures, then now you hear men of God trying to uh, uh, change the word, trying to speak the word about, and they're trying to create some form of analogy and all these, all these things, using the knowledge of the world. No wonder we're not seeing the manifestation of the glory of God. Jesus taught the word. He did not teach by his own understanding. He taught the scriptures. How necessary it is to really know the scriptures. As the Bible said, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. He disappeared from their sight. And this is what happens a lot of the times. That when we gain knowledge of God, we will see a temporary glory. But then what God expects, this is an invitation to come in. Like, do you really believe the word that you've heard? You will see a temporary miracle in your life. You may see a temporary healing in your life. That the Lord will show you something for you to know that his word is true. But many people do not believe the word. And so the glory, the, the glory may be shown to them. But they do not come in to experience more. 
The Lord showed his glory. The sickness left. The Lord performed that miracle in your life for you to know that he is with you so that when you come into him, if you come to believe his word more, meditate on his word, then you will see more of the glory of God. And so the Bible says, their eyes were opened and they recognized that it was Jesus. They saw a temporary glory. But then Jesus disappeared from their sight. And listen to the verse 32. This is where they began to meditate on the word. This is where the Holy Spirit began to open my eyes, to the, open my understanding to what was really going on while te- Jesus was teaching them the word. This is a sign. And I, and I'm, and I, and, and I read this, I read this whole verse because of this, the verse 32. And we're going to read that. Because I want you to know, I want you to understand, if, I want you to be able to tell that the word that is coming to you for you, uh, for you to tell that the word is actually producing anything in you. It is useless. Jesus gave the parable of the sower. That there are people who hear the word of God. They're excited by, by the word. But later on, the word leaves them. There are people with their hardened hearts. And so the word falls, comes to them. The word does not do anything. Because their hearts are hardened. They're not opening their heart to receive the word of God. And there are people... That I have a very fertile soil. The, 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 their heart is right. Their heart is prepared. And so when they hear the word, they, they believe the word. And the word, they live by the word. They act on the word. And the word produces fruit in them. That is how we're supposed to act. We're not supposed to be the people where the word comes and our heart is hardened. And we do not hear the word. We do not believe the word. And some people hear the word. It's excitement. Oh, this is the word of God. It sounds nice. But then that's it. Satan comes in. And steals the word of God away. And as, I, as I've shared several times. That I have seen. That the less of the word of God. That I feed on. The more I begin to sink in the flesh. You begin to sink in the flesh. That even certain things are hard to believe. Why? Because faith comes by the word of God. If you stop feeding on the word of God. You will, you will transition into unbelief. You, will may, you may still have hope. But hope will not bring the glory of God to you. Hope says something will happen. You, because you know that God will do these things because you've experienced it in the past. But you do not have the word. You do not have evidence of the word of God in your heart. So you will transition into unbelief. And what happens is that you begin to depend on the physical manifestation in order to believe the word of God. And I have seen it in my own personal life. That the less of the word of God that I, that, that, that I, that I feed on, the less of the, the, the fellowship that I have with God, simple things that I believed in a past that I believe, oh, this should happen. Now, I, be, I begin to question it. Is it really true? Is it really true? And so Jesus said, blessed is he who does not waver on the account of me. John the Baptist, when he was going through a very difficult time, sent his people. His disciples to ask Jesus that are you the one who was to come? This is the same John who testified that Jesus is the Messiah, the Lamb of God. He said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But when the pressures of life, when he was being persecuted, when the word, the word he was preaching brought him that persecution. Now John sent his people to go and ask Jesus that are you really the Messiah? And Jesus said, blessed is he. Who does not stumble on the account of me. And so I'm learning. That no matter how anointed that you think you are. That no matter how far you think. How long you think you've been a Christian. 
that if you're not cautious and you do not feed on the word of God and do not fellowship with God, you can transition into unbelief. You may have experienced the glory of God in the past. You may have seen signs and wonders in the past. You may have seen supernatural miracles in your life. But faith comes by hearing. You see the scripture said, faith does not come by having heard. It is a continuous thing. Why? Because the Apostle Paul writes, he said he's not ashamed of the gospel because it is the, it, it, it reveals the righteousness of God, which is from faith to faith, which means that there is an initial faith. But you have to build on that faith because we do not stop living in faith until Christ comes again. The just shall live by faith. And this faith comes by the word of God. So let's read the verse 32. This is how you can tell whether the word of God is producing evidence in your heart. This is how you can tell that the word, that, that you're really getting something from the word of God. And then you getting something from the word of God is two things. One is either you have a really softened heart. There are people that have a hardened heart. They may hear the word. They, the word, it, it seems to them like nonsense. When you read here, I want to refer you here to Luke 24, the verse 11. Luke 24, the verse 11. Let me start from the, 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 ver the verse 9 so that we, you, we can get the context well. Here, Mary Magdalene had seen, had seen the Lord. He had evidence. He said, when they came back from the tomb, glory to God, glory to God. I, I, I want to make sure that the, the, you, know, I, 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 you, you get the understanding well. And so, on the first day of the week, let me start from the verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They, found, they, did, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes and with, that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So these were the women. They remembered his word. Mary Magdalene and Mary uh, Joanna, the, uh, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James. Then they remembered his words. The verse 9. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven. And to all the others. And so they, they brought this testimony to the, to the believers, to the disciples. And the verse 10 he said, It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. These were the elect, the apostles, who were supposed to be preaching the gospel. But listen to, listen to what he said in verse 11. But they did not believe the women because their word seemed to them. Like nonsense. This is what happens. The moment you, be, you, you don't believe the word, the moment you begin to move away from the word of God, the things of the spirit will begin to sound like nonsense. This is how you can tell that you are moving further and further away from the Lord. The things of the spirit now becomes a burden. The things of the spirit now does not agree to you. They, it, it agree with your spirit again. Why? Because now you are moving away. Now the flesh is taking over. Whenever you have your flesh, the, the, the mind of, of the world in full force, the Bible says the mind governed the flesh by the flesh. 
is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. When you begin to live according to the ways of the world, the things of God don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And when the word of God is spoken, it will seem to you like nonsense. And that sometimes comes from a hardened heart. When you have a hardened heart, when the word of God comes, you may, okay, you've said it, but to you, it's like nonsense. You're speaking nonsense. And that is a sign that I've seen. That whenever we fail, this is why the Bible says pray continually. Fellowship with God continually. Because the moment you cease doing that, you will fall into unbelief. And the word of the spirit, the word of God will now begin to seem like nonsense to you. Because now you're falling away into unbelief. Hallelujah. And so let's look at the verse 32. Luke 24, the verse 32. So they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? This is how you can tell that the word of God is taking root in your heart. There will be an inner conviction. It's not a feeling. It's a conviction within. Just something within you will begin to turn. And I said it comes two ways. Is you opening up your heart to receive the word and you hearing the right word. Because if you hear the word that is not born of the spirit of God, you will not believe right. And so you will not have readiness of faith. Still, the glory of the Lord will be kept away from you because you have not heard right. But if you hear the true word of God and you open up your spirit to the word and you believe the word, this is what happened. That there is an inner conviction. And this is what the, 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 the disciples here testified. When they saw the glory of God and the glory left, now they began to examine their heart. They began to examine themselves to see why they saw the glory. And the Holy Spirit made these words written to us so that we may be able to tell when the word of God is actually taking root in our heart. When the word of God is producing evidence in our heart. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the evidence of the word has to be birthed in your heart is when you have that burning of the heart by the word of God. That is when you know that the word is producing evidence in your heart. And so they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. And in verse 33, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 and those with them. Assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. You see, now they went to where Jesus had told them, where they said they should wait. Because you read elsewhere, he said, tell my, 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 my brothers to wait for me. You see, so now they went to the right place to wait for the Lord. Glory to God. Because now the word has taken root in your heart. And so sometimes, oh, glory to God, glory to God. What happens is that, you see, when you hear the word of God and you believe the word of God, what happens is that the spirit of the Lord will bring to you the initial glory. Your understanding, the glory of the Lord may be revealed to you. But if you believe the word 
Examine your heart to see that the word has taken root in your heart and you come for more. You go to the right place to hear more of the word. That is where you begin to see the full glory. But a lot of the times what I've seen, not just in my life, but in the lives of believers, is that we get the temporary glory and we stop there. We see the temporary glory of the Lord and we stop there. We do not examine the word. We do not examine our heart to see whether the word of God has taken root in our heart and return to where we should be, which is return to the word of God, return to the word of God and feed and act based on the word, return to the instruction that the Lord gave us so that we may see the full glory. And how do we know this? Let's read on. Let me start from the verse 30, 32 again, because this word is good. The verse 32, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven. And those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two, you see, they also proclaimed what they had, what they had seen. They also testified to the fact that the Lord has really, really risen. Now they had come to the point of faith. Glory to God. By knowledge of the word. This is what Peter said in 2 Peter. One of us said, His divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness through our knowledge of him. Now they had come to knowledge of him. And because of the knowledge of God that they had gained through the word, they saw the glory of God. And so now they could testify about it. This is why we speak. This is why I share the word. The word that I share is based on the knowledge that I've gained of him and the glory that I've seen. And so Jesus said, he said, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. So these people, they were speaking of what they know and they were testifying to what they had seen. Glory to God. And so then the two told what had happened on the way. And how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And in verse 36, listen to this. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Hallelujah. Peace be with you. And so now they had all assembled at the place. Because you read elsewhere, Jesus, Mary Magdalene went and told them that they should wait. Go and wait for where he said they should wait for him. And so now all of them had assembled at the place where God expected them to, to assemble. Because it was only when they assembled at that place in faith that they could see the glory of the Lord. And so now, because all of them had come to the point of faith by the testimony, and by the revelation of the word, now the Lord appeared to them. And so these men who had, who saw the temporary glory while they were on their way to a village called Emmaus, now returned to Jerusalem to where they should be. They returned to Jerusalem to where they should be. And when they testified, now the full glory of the Lord was revealed. And verse 37 said, they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Why? Because the glory of the Lord does not make sense to the carnal mind. 
The glory of the Lord is, 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 is it's a miracle. The glory of the Lord comes in such a form that it may it doesn't make sense to the carnal mind. So they were they were they were startled, they were frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. How could this be that the man who they saw killed, crucified on the cross, be raised again? And this is what happens to a lot of believers. But because because of a lack of understanding of the word of God, because we do not believe the word of God, we're not able to see the glory. But when we believe the word of God, the glory of the Lord is revealed such that the situation that we thought was impossible. Now, the glory of the Lord is revealed and that situation is resolved. And when it's resolved, we're like, whoa, how did this happen? Because it was only by the power of the spirit. But you cannot come into that, that glory, except you believe the word, except you examine your heart to see whether the word has taken root in your heart, except you come to the point of faith, except you receive the right teachings, except you meditate on the word of God, except you believe the word of God, except you receive the word. And so the scripture says in John 1 verse 12, says, yet to all who did receive him, Yet to all those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. God is a spirit. And you operating as as a child of God is operating in the spirit. And so the Romans 8 tells us, in verse 8 of verse 14, chapter 8 verse 14, Romans 8 14, says, for they that are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. And so they saw the glory, but they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled? And then there's, a, there's, there's an understanding here that I want you to get, and I want to go back to the verse 36. Is that while they were still thinking about it, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. You remember that we've discussed previously that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And so the Lord said, Peace be with you. Because he knew that what, what, that what they were seeing was the glory of God. And without the peace of God, peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Without the peace of God, they may slip back into unbelief and lose the glory. And so the Lord gave them his peace so that they would have readiness of faith to continue to see the glory. This is why when you read Philippians 4 the verse 6, that Philippians 1 verse says, he said, do be anxious about nothing, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. God gives you peace so that you have readiness of faith to receive the word. Jesus gave them their, his peace so that they would have readiness of faith to continue to experience experience the glory that was right before them without the peace born out of the word about christ without a peace born out of the word of god you will not be able to hold on to the glory the glory may come but you may lose the glory if the peace if you don't have the word born out of the if you don't have the peace born out of the word of god because the peace is a sign of readiness of faith have you re- have you realized that if someone who does not have peace in their heart that they are always doing 
different things that they are always doing things haphazardly. Because when you have the peace, you have this calmness, you have this, this conviction in your heart that no matter what, that all things will work together for your good. And this peace only comes by the word of God. This peace only comes from Christ. And so the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness. It is something of the Spirit. And the word of God is a Spirit. And so the more you feed on the word of God, if you can examine your heart to see that the word has produced evidence in your heart, the Bible says it will manifest by peace. Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. So when Jesus appeared to them, when the glory of the Lord was, was, was revealed to them, the Lord said, I give you my peace so that you can ex- continue to experience this glory. Because without my peace, you cannot continue to experience the glory. The peace comes from the word. The peace comes from Christ. The peace does not come from the world. The peace does not come from your mind. The peace does not come from emotions. The peace comes by the word of God. The word born of the spirit of God brings peace. So this is another evidence. Peace, the Lord said, be with you. And they were startled. They were frightened. Thinking they had saw, they saw a ghost. And so without a peace, without a peace, that fear would have led them into unbelief. But because they had the peace of God, they still held on to the word of faith. Because you read elsewhere, when Peter, when Jesus told Peter to walk on water, what happens is that Peter now took his eye of Christ. He did not receive the peace. He took his eye of Christ and began to look at the waves. And the scripture says, when he saw the waves, fear set in his heart and doubt set in. And he began to sink. And so no matter how much of the word that you have heard, If you don't hold on to the word of God, you may be seeing the glory of the Lord, but the glory will leave you because without, with unbelief, you can never see the glory of God. Fear brings unbelief. And that is what happened to Peter. Peter, when walking on the water, was walking in the glory. He was walking by the word of God. But because he did not have the peace born out of the word, although he was experiencing the glory of the Lord, the Bible says the glory began, he began to leave the glory. The glory left him and so he began to sink. And so Jesus said, why did you doubt? Why? Because unbelief causes us to lose the glory of the Lord. In order for you to continue to hold on to the glory of the Lord that you have received, you have to continue to walk in faith. And that faith, born out of the word of God, will produce peace in you. Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And so here, the Lord, the Lord revealed himself to them. He said, the first thing that the Lord did is peace be with you. Ask yourself, why did Jesus have to give them peace? Because Jesus knew that without a peace, Jesus knew that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Without a peace, when that fear sets in, they will not be able to hold on to the word. And they will lose the glory. They will not be able to see him. But he wanted them to see him in the glorified state. And so he gave them the peace so that they would have readiness of faith to continue to experience the glory of God. And I believe this is also something a lack of knowledge of this, that is what, what is also stifling the church from experiencing the glory of God. You see that there are many people, they see specks. They see specks of the glory of God. 
But when the glory comes, it leaves. And we ask ourselves, why did this glory leave? Why did this, why is it that when I, when they prayed for me, I was healed, but then the sickness came back because you did not hold on to the word of God. So Jesus says, hold fast to what you have. You can lose it because the devil, the Bible says, he's walking around seeking whom he may devour. He is walking about seeking whom he may devour. And how he works is through the mind for you to doubt the word of God. That is how Satan's tactics. He uses his own words to try to deceive you to not believe the word of God. And so when you doubt the word of God, then you transition into unbelief that the glory of the Lord leaves you. Then people will begin to complain. Why? Lord, why? Then you begin to weep. It's because of our lack of knowledge. That is what we perish. If we can only hold on to the word of God, if you can only have the peace born out of the word of God and hold on to that word, the glory of the Lord will continue to still be in our life because the Bible says he is a good father. Oh, the Bible says praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. This is what the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 1. He said God has given to us everything. That pertains to his life that he's given us based on his word. So if you are the sound of my voice, I want to encourage you the word that is coming to you, the encouragement that is coming from the spirit of the Lord to you this, this morning. Is that hold on to the word of your, of your faith. Hold on to the word of God. Don't take your sight off the word. Don't move away from the word. Because you may be experiencing a glory. You may be experiencing some peace. You may be experiencing some blessings in your life. If you move away from the word of God. If you don't feed on the word of God. If you don't stay with the word. The peace may leave you. Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And this peace comes by the word of God. And so when you have the word. You hold on. To the word, then that glory will continue to remain. The first thing that Jesus told them, He said, Peace be with you, so that they would have readiness of faith to hold on to the word of God. It is all about faith, it is all about the word of God because faith comes by the word of God. I am fully convinced, and I say this often. You might have you may you may have heard me say this elsewhere that if we can only Believe the word of God. If we can only feed on the word of God, that people begin to say that, well, you know, the, the word is a lot. How, how can I read the whole scriptures and all of that? The Bible says, let us live up to the knowledge that we have acquired. God has given us of his spirit. The spirit of God in you knows the word. And so God, will, you, you cannot live beyond the knowledge of what you have. But this is why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing. We're supposed to continue to do it. And so God will move us from glory to glory. This is what the scripture says in the gospel. The righteousness of, of God is revealed from faith to faith. Because it is expected that we live by the word. It is expected that we continue to feed on the word. So that we can move from faith to faith. And so don't worry about what you don't know. You should be focused on what you know. You should be focused on what you get when you read a word. When you read a word, make sure you put that word into practice. This is something that I do. Not that I'm already there. I'm still living by it. I don't know everything. But I want to live in the light of the knowledge that we have. Because the Bible says we are children of the light. And the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Let us live up to the truth of the word that we know. 
Once you have heard the word, hold tight to the word. Hold on to the word. Believe the word. Examine your heart to see what other word is in you. These disciples, they examined their heart. The verse 32 said, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They examined your heart. And I believe a lot of us do not examine our hearts. Yesterday, I examined my heart. There are certain things that I, that I spoke, that I did. That not that they're, they're sin or anything. The Bible says, the, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church. He said, therefore, let us put aside every weight and sin. You see, the Apostle Paul started, he was writing to believers. So he didn't start with sin because he knew that their sins have been forgiven. And when you fall into sin and you ask for your forgiveness, for forgiveness, 1 John said that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all forms of unrighteousness. So what the Apostle Paul was concerned about was not the sin because he knew that they had the Spirit of God in them and by the Spirit, when they do something that is wrong, the Holy Spirit will convict them and will... Bring them to the point of repentance if they do not harden your heart. But what he was more concerned about is the weight. What is the weight? And so he writes. He said, let us put aside every weight and sin. And let us run forth with perseverance. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of faith. You see? The author and perfecter of what? Faith. So you see that what the Apostle Paul was trying to direct the attention to was not anything else but the Word of God that will bring them into readiness of faith. And this readiness of faith, he said, fix your eyes on Christ because he perfected this, because he brought us into this faith. Focus on him. He said, let us put aside every weight. And I'm coming back to that weight. What is this weight? The weight is anything that brings you away from feeding on the word of God. The busyness of life. The words of men. Anything that stands against the knowledge of God is a weight. He said, let us put aside everything that hinders the gospel into our hearts. Anything, he said, let us put aside every weight because he was writing to believers and he knew that the devil knows that, uh, that with, if the devil goes with sin, these believers, they have known the Lord, they will know that this is sin. But the weight is something that is not necessarily sin, but it is something that moves you away from the presence of God. And this is my understanding of it. That weight, this is how I classify weight. I look at my life and examine anything that moves me away from praying all the time because the scripture says pray without season. I look at my life from uh, from the lens of anything that moves me away from getting time to feed on the word of God. If I'm too busy to feed on the word of God, that is a weight. And the Bible says, let us put aside every weight. Let us put aside anything that hinders. If you read, uh, read other translation, anything that hinders, anything that hinders you from coming into the knowledge of God. And you can only gain knowledge by hearing by the word of God, by meditating on the word of God. And so the apostle Paul was writing to the church. He said, let us put aside all those things so that we can fix our eyes on Jesus. And so the scripture says that let us subject every thought. Sometimes the weight is not anything we do. The weight can be thoughts in our minds. The devil works through the mind because the mind 
assesses things of this world. The mind is the soul realm. You see, we human beings were made of three things. We are of we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. The, the soul is the mind realm. The mind operates in the soul realm. The soul it, it, it interacts with this world. And so the apostle Paul writes and says, he said, I pray that your whole spirit soul and body so he was he's talking about the being the whole being of mankind from the innermost part of your being to the outer part so it starts with your spirit your inner man or inner woman and goes to the soul which is the mind the intellect and then comes to the flesh and so he said that my your whole spirit soul and body will be kept blameless in the coming of the lord because he knew that although our spirit have been saved but that in order for you to come into the point where your soul is in alignment with the spirit of god in you you have to know the word the word of god and so the bible says let us put aside every weight and the scripture also says that let us bring every thought into captivity and obedience to christ jesus if we subject everything that comes to our mind with the word of God, if we examine everything by the word of God, then we can weed out anything that is not in alignment with the word of God. Because sometimes certain things may seem right, certain things may seem true based on the lens of the world, based on what we are facing, based on the natural. It may be true in the natural, but if it is against the word of God, if it is not in alignment with the word of God, reject it. Because in the end, his word will be fulfilled. Jesus said, not even a single learner out of this word will not be fulfilled. Is that as long as heaven and earth remain, his word will be fulfilled. The word of God is true. And the man of God said something that I fully agree. He said, if God said, you know, I'm earnest. If God said you, you are Eric. Right now, every book on this planet, even your birth certificate will change to Eric. You yourself will begin to call yourself Eric because it is God who says it. He created all things. The creator of the ends of the earth. So as I said, he said, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning that the Lord is everlasting? That he never grows tired or weary? That his understanding no one can fathom? What I have seen is that, and then this is not just talking about people, talking about myself and what I've, the, 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 the evidence that I've seen with interacting with people is sometimes that we begin to bring God into the knowledge of what we know. He's beyond what our minds can comprehend. We, we try to limit God to our understanding. And so people gain knowledge of the world, gain learning from script, uh, from literature, and from the knowledge of the world, from technology and all that, and they think they know everything. No one, the Bible says, who, as I say, said, who can fathom the spirit of the Lord? All knowledge. All knowledge comes from him all wisdom come from him and the bible says he created proverbs 3 he said he created this world by wisdom he said by wisdom the lord laid the earth's foundation by understanding he set the heavens in position and by his knowledge he separated the watery depths and allowed the clouds to let drop the dew everything we see is the manifestation of the wisdom the understanding and the knowledge of god but men discover these things and they think it's their own knowledge. The Lord put this knowledge here. 
but those of us that he has revealed himself unto us for those of us who has believed in him whom he has given us of his spirit the apostle paul says that the holy spirit is a deposit guaranteeing the fullness of our inheritance until the redemption of all those who are god's possession to the praise of his glorious grace to, to us whom he has revealed by the power of his spirit. He has given us that temporary. He has given us the initial glory. That if we would only believe his word. He will give us his peace born out of his word. And out of it we will receive the abundance of the spirit of God. The abundance of the knowledge of God. And we will come forth into the full glory of the son of God. Because there is more. He told Nathaniel. He said you will see greater things than this. That you will see heaven open. And angels of God ascending and descending and son of God when we come into the full glory of the son of God you begin to see that everything on this world becomes like nonsense to you that's what the apostle Paul says he said I consider everything that I gain from the world as nonsense because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord he said oh, because of him I've lost all things so that I may gain him hallelujah so you realize that when you gain more of him then you know that you have everything because Romans 8 verse 20, 28, the Apostle Paul writing to the church and he said, and we know he was talking out of evidence. He said, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And what is love for God? Love for God is keeping his commands. John says, Jesus said, in John 15, he said, if you love me, keep my commands. He said, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. This is the words of Jesus. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. He said, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you so that your joy will be complete. People are trying to get joy without the word of God. They are deceiving themselves. You may get a temporary flare of excitement. That is not true joy. True joy comes from the word of God. True joy comes from feeding on him and so the bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy and at his right hand there are eternal pleasures true joy comes from god and that joy is an everlasting joy nothing can disturb that joy sickness cannot disturb that joy the joy brings peace because the joy is the joy is born of the spirit of god and when you have the joy of god you begin to see that if anything is not even going well in the natural the things things begin to shift things begin to shift in your favor because he said i will know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I am fully convinced that if we can only, glory to God, if we can only live by his word, there is nothing impossible for us. So Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move from here to there. And it shall be so. There will be nothing impossible for you. He said, he said, faith. And what we're learning is that this faith comes by the word of God. And if you want to know that the word of God is producing evidence in your heart, from Luke 24, the verse 32, he said, examine your heart. See that the word is producing evidence in your heart. Because you can know the word of God, memorize the word of God, and you speak it because people are speaking it because you grew up in the church and you may be speaking the word. It means nothing. You might as well not believe. But if you hold on to that word, if you examine your heart to, to realize that the word is producing evidence in your heart, then 
you'll be able to return to him. You will come to the Lord. And when you come to the Lord, you come to the place where he wants you to be, that you will see the manifestation of the full glory of God. The glory that he has predestined for you. Because mind you, nobody can contain the glory of God. But the glory that pertains to your life, the glory that he wants to reveal to you in this season of your life, that even when the world is in chaos, even when the world is, is in shambles, we, we who believe in him, who live by his word, he said, all things work together for our good. Hallelujah. And so this morning, the Holy Spirit took us in a different route. This is not what I intended to speak. But the, the good news is that because we, we have the Spirit of Christ in us, wherever He leads us, we follow. It is important to follow the leading of the Spirit. For the Word says, for they that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And so this morning, the encouragement to you this morning, as we continue to examine this word of faith, as we continue to study the scriptures about faith, the word that has come forth to you this morning is that examine your heart to see if the word is producing evidence in you. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We can speak about this word of faith. We can speak all day long. But if you have a heart and heart, if you do not open up your heart and examine your heart to see the word of God is producing evidence in you, you cannot walk in the light of it. It is only when you, you examine your heart to see that the word is actually producing evidence in you, then you begin to walk in the fullness of that light. Because we are children of the light. The Bible says we are the light of this world. And therefore we should let our light shine before others. So all will see the good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. He said we are the salt of this world. He said if, a salt, if salt loses its taste, it is useless. We're not supposed to lose our taste. We're supposed to continue to be the light of this world because we have the word of Christ in us. We have the spirit of God in us. We have re been redeemed from the world and brought into light. And so the Bible says we're children of the light. Is that if anyone says that they are in the light, if anyone says that they know God but continue to walk in the darkness, that person is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But he said, if we walk in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. First John. This is what we're called to do. To walk in the fullness of the glory of the Son of God. So this glory has been revealed to us. He has given this to us. What we read in 2 Peter 1 verse 3. That this Holy Spirit, by the power of the Spirit, He has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We have access to these things. But these things will not become reality until we know the Word. Because there was nothing that was made without the Word. First, uh, John 1 the verse 3. But what, the, what we're learning this morning, the focus of the teaching this morning, is that we should examine our heart. To make sure the Word is sinking in. It is of no use if the Word of God is not sinking deep in your heart. We should examine our heart, whether the word is getting in. The Bible says when they saw the temporary glory, their eye, when their eyes were opened and they saw the glory and the glory disappeared, 
they began to examine their heart. It is always important to uh, take, a, uh, take a step back and examine your heart to see whether the word of God truly lives in your heart. To examine yourself to see whether you are living by the word of God. I did that yesterday. And I've made changes to the way that I, I behave. I've made changes. Not that you know I'm living in a particular sin or no. But the most, what I've seen is that, as I mentioned, that the, 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 one of the things that really move a lot of people, Christians, away from the glory of God is the weight. The weight. Because we do not examine our heart to see whether the word of God is producing evidence in our heart. It starts by feeding on the word. When you have fed on the word, it is now time to meditate and think about the word so that you can examine your heart to see whether the word is producing evidence in you. And when the word of God is producing evidence in you, the Bible says that you begin to feel there's a, there's a deep conviction. There's a deep conviction. So the Apostle Paul says, when I came to you, I did not preach just words, mere words, but I came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And I preached the gospel with deep conviction. Because without a conviction born out of the word, it is useless. If the word is not sinking deep in your heart, you will not reap the benefit of the word of God. And this is what frustrates a lot of Christians. They go to church, they hear the word of God here and there, but they do not examine themselves to see the word is taking root in your heart. If we examine ourselves to know that the word of God is taking root in our heart, then we can begin to walk in the light of the word that we have received. When the word has produced evidence in your heart, what we see is that it manifests by peace. And that is faith. Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. All that we're still discussing is faith. Faith comes only by the word of God. And as I always do, as I bring this message to a close, I want to I say a word of prayer. I want to say a word of prayer. I know we go through a lot of difficult times and different seasons in our lives. But one thing that we do know is that the word of God is true. One thing that we do know is that his word will be fulfilled no matter the situation. There is nothing that is impossible for our God. Jesus said, he said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so I want to stand in faith. And I want to say this prayer. And I want you to know, I want you to know that there is none like our God. You know, no matter what we see around the world, no matter what is going on around us, the only thing that can really touch our heart is that the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. So I want to, I want to join my faith with anyone at the sound of my voice. I want to join my faith with you. And I want to stand in prayer with you. Because the scriptures, this is the command He has given us. He said, you go preach my word, but my spirit will testify concerning the word. I do not testify. I testify to the word that he has given me. I speak the word, but his spirit also testifies. 
Because it is the spirit that brings the manifestation of the word in your life. And so this morning I want I want to say two things. So two prayers, two kinds of prayers. I want to stand in faith with anyone who is expecting to see the glory of the Lord in their lives. If you are the sound of my voice, and then you have some expectation, you have some hope. Now I want to join my faith with yours. We want to transition from that hope to faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. You remember what we read in Luke 24, the Lord says that, how foolish you are and how slow to believe what all the prophets have spoken concerning Jesus. The Bible says Peter testified in Acts 10, 38, when Peter was sent to Cornelius' household. He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how you went about doing good. See, the first thing that the Lord did was good. So this morning I want you to know that the Lord will do good in your life. <laughs> he said how you went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, which means sickness is an oppression of, of, of Satan. And he said, and healing every sickness and disease among the people. And so right now, the good that you expect God to do for you, that, that miracle that you expect to happen, that breakthrough that you expect to happen, you see, that breakthrough cannot happen by you thinking a word. That breakthrough cannot happen by you depending on anything else. What we've learned is that it is by the word. There was nothing that was made except by the word of God. And so this morning, what I want to speak to you, what I want to join my faith with you on, is the word. Is that if two shall agree on a thing, if two shall agree on a thing, it will be done unto them. Hallelujah. And so I want to continue to stand in faith with you. Sorry for, for the call that came through. But the devil is still a liar. Because we're praying. Father, I thank you for the power of your word. Lord, your word is truth. And your word is life. There was nothing that was made without your word. And so, Father, I join my faith with everyone in the sound of my voice. Going through a difficult time or having an expectation of something. The Bible says there was nothing that was made without your word. And John said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. That if we know that he hears us, that we know that we have what we've asked of him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Lord said in Mark 11 verse 24, he said, therefore I tell you, whatever you shall ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received and it shall be yours. And so even now as I speak the word of God to you, as the word of God comes to you, believe the word. Have the evidence of the word in your heart. Then you will see the manifestation of the glory of the Lord in your life. And so right now, I command that situation that has been chronic. I command that situation that has been delayed. That by the power of the word, that the glory of the Lord will be revealed to you right now. In the name of Jesus. Because the Spirit testifies to the word. For it is written, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17, that now the Lord is a Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And there is liberty. And so you, Satan, 
your clean spirit that has taken hold of anything that that, that, that delaying the blessings of God in anyone understand my voice. I command you now in the name of Jesus by the power of the word I rebuke you. I command you take your hands off and let every closed door be open now in the name of Jesus that the glory of the Lord is revealed unto you in the name of Jesus. Father I thank you for your word that has come forth to us. I thank you that you have answered us. The Bible says that we should give thanks in all circumstances because this is your will for us. And so, but the Bible said, because we have the same spirit of faith, just as it is written that we believe and therefore we have spoken. And because we have the same spirit of faith, Second Corinthians tells us this, that we also believe and that's why we speak. So Father, because we believe your word, because the word is already being fulfilled as you have shown by revelation, through the spirit to us so father right now i join my faith with everyone at the sound of my voice who is going through sickness if you're sick in any part of your body right now i want you to touch that place the word of the lord is coming to you now the word is already being fulfilled the bible says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and power and how you went about doing good and healing all glory to god he is a healer he is a healer. He prophesied through the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 53, he said, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. He said, And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Not we are going to be healed. We are healed because that is the word of faith. Faith is. Faith is. Glory to God. Receive the word of faith now in the name of Jesus. So that sickness. And the Bible says when the Lord went into Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was down with a fever. And the scripture says he bent over her and rebuked the fever. And immediately the fever left her. Then she began to wait on them. And that evening they brought all the sick people. And the Lord healed all of them. And those filled with impure spirit. He drove out the spirit with a word. The Bible says to fulfill. What was spoken through the prophet Isaiah that indeed the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, took up our infirmities and bore our disease. This is the word of God. This is not the word of any man. And therefore, I stand in faith based on the word of God. And I command any sickness, I command any chronic condition to depart from your body according to your faith. According to the faith that you have based on the word of God. I repeat that sickness. In the name of Jesus, you see that Satan, you hear the word of the Lord. I command you now. The Bible says, that submit yourself then to God and resist the devil and you flee. I resist you right now by the power of his word, by the power of his anointing. The Bible says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And so you sickness, I command you now in the name of Jesus. You chronic condition, I command you now in the name of Jesus. Come out of that body. Come out now in the name of Jesus. I repeat you, you sin of Satan. You have no hold of everyone on the side of my voice. Father, I thank you for your word that has gone forth and set many free. Father, let these testimonies glorify you. Draw who know that Jesus is still the same yesterday and today and forevermore because your word is truth. I thank you that you have heard us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.